Hello and welcome fellow film buffs. I'm Zach Droll, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow Cinevile, Hunter Vanillerup. What's going on? Hey, I'm here. We Jingle are the Bells. box office losers, and today is episode number 20 <laughs> in, our, in our series. Each and every week, we deep dive into the movie sphere to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen. This week, or well, really today... We are watching and talking about Elf. Yeah, dude, this is the first time I've ever seen Elf, and let me tell you, it's a doozy. I didn't know how, like, almost PG-13 this movie is. Oh, like, remember, I had made two, this film came out in 2003. Yeah, they were able to push the limits of PG. Yeah. There's a shower scene. I was like, this yeah. is PG? She's like, she's definitely naked. Like... <laughs> Anyway, but also, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so, like, like at, at this time when I was little and I saw this movie, Zoe Deschanel was, like, my first celebrity crush. Oh, she's got nice eyes. Like, Jesus Christ. I think it's the eyes that which really draws most people in. You're like, yeah. I could swim in those baby blues. Yeah. So, I'll right. do the uh, this overview, overview and then we'll jump into the cast and etc. So... Elf is a 2003 American Christmas comedy film directed by John Favreau, which I did not know going into this. Starring Will Ferrell, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenberg, uh, Virgin, Daniel Tay, Bob Newhart, and Ed Asner. The film centers on Buddy, a human who is adopted and raised by Santa's elves. He learns about uh, he learns about this, and he heads to New York City to meet his biological father while also spreading Christmas cheer in a world of cynics in the process. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Surprisingly so, good. I didn't hate oh, this I, movie. I thought I was going to hate it. Just because I, it was my, so overhyped. Since I was watching this last night, I was streaming it for my friends, and my one friend, he just fucking hates this movie. Why does he hate this movie? I can, like... He, he, he thinks it's a terrible movie. Well, he's a terrible person. <laughs> He, you're just kidding. Sure I um, am. <laughs> but no, like, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's, it, it's heartwarming. It's timeless. So, yeah. Timeless? Sure. We'll say that now. But, uh, you know, there was some really inconsiderate Peter Dinklage jokes, <laughs> which we'll get to later. Listen. <laughs> so maybe it's not timeless, but it's pretty close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, so the cast Also, I, I, I got some questions about your fucking notes when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, my mid-movie notes are top tier. <laughs> I got some fucking questions, man. <laughs> so, the cast... Will Ferrell plays Buddy Hobbs, a.k.a. Buddy the Elf. James Caan plays Walter. Zoe Deschanel plays Jovi. Mary Steenberg, who I thought was Sarah Clark for some reason, uh, is Emily Hobbs. Daniel Tay is Michael. Bob Newhart is Papa. And Ed Asner is Santa with Peter Dinklage. Adam, I think it's Adam Daly. The dude who's um, Conan's like right-hand man. And then um, Amy Sedaris is in this as well. So, like, what's odd is, um, well, not odd, like, what, what I like is, like, Mary Steenberg, uh, like, she, she's in almost a lot of Will Ferrell movies. I think they're friends. That's why. <laughs> I know. I like how she, she played his mom and stepbrothers. I think she was in Old School as one of the, uh, wives. Don't quote me on that. I, 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 I really think. Cool I haven't that, seen like, he, um, Old School in a while. 
Natalie, he goes like, hey, hire these people. And fucking James Caan. Goddamn <laughs> Sonny Corleone. <laughs> it's crazy to see, like, what people do, like, in the realm of cinema. I mean, just lo- look at a lot of these actors. Not even, not in this movie specifically, but, like, look at, I mean, we're going to be talking about Die Hard in a sec, but, like, look at Bruce Willis. He went from doing sitcoms and happy-go-lucky movies to being an action star and someone to take serious until recently. So, like... It's crazy to think, like, actors have so much range in what they can do. You see James Caan as a fucking in The Godfather, and then he shows yeah. up as Walter Hobbs, this fucking naughty... Oh, no, I say naughty, as in, like, he's on the naughty list. We're talking about Christmas here, folks. He's on the naughty list. He's this <laughs> asshole publisher. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, it, it just works. There's a scene where Will Ferrell pulls him onto the bed and goes, Tickle fight! Like... Imagine him doing that to so, Sonny Corleone. <laughs> so kind of like when we get to the notes, I, I since um, uh, there is a Netflix documentary of the holiday movies that made us. It covers it only covers two movies. I wish it covered more. It covered um, Elf and it covered The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I have a lot of notes from that because it helps clear up a lot of the wrong that that our sources give us i.e. just like wikipedia imdb i wouldn't say like wrong i would say clarifies yeah like, like um when, when we get down to it uh watch well, i'll just read off the budget and then we'll hop into the notes to yeah be honest. for sure uh the budget of this film was 33 million and it made and it's an astounding 223.3 million at the box office yeah that's crazy it Jesus made like quadrupled Christ. its budget so, like that's just insane. Um, so w- with the notes, um, I'm gonna clear up a lot of things. Uh, okay, so uh, David, uh, Bentram, beer and bomb. You're beer so bad bomb, at this. Okay. <laughs> beer and bomb. I know I am. Initially wrote the script in 1993 Damn. Ten with years Chris Farley and Jim Carrey in mind for the role, which actually was not fully true. He didn't know he, he he didn't know who he wanted yet. But they weren't he, in mind. They were early candidates. They, they were early candidates, but that was mainly by the studios. Mm-hmm. The, the studios wanted him, not David. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then he um he saw Will because I think he, um via SNL stuff as well, and they were like Will Ferrell is not a leading man. He there's no fucking way. I think this is the movie that made him a leading man. No, it was um no it was it was old school that made him a leading. Guy. I don't and think he was the lead was, in that movie. I think he was just one of the leads. But like, but it, it did it. it this this but is a purely did Will Ferrell him. movie. Like this is like Will Ferrell at his purest. I know yeah. what you mean, but like this is like his first like solo lead, I should say. Uh, um. Uh. Then Beer and Bomb screenplay um underwent uh incredible rewrites by Scott Armstrong. Chris Henschley, and the writing team of Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Those guys were according to Fav- According to Favreau, the script was initially much darker. I cannot clarify, I cannot confirm nor deny this. <laughs> um, I do know that, that, that the ending was a lot different than, than, mm. than they had. Um, and it did not interest him, although he was interested in working with Will Ferrell for his post-SNL movie. Um, asked to rewrite it and turning and a turning point came when he realized he could make Buddy's world an homage to the rank to the Rankin Bass Christmas special, which he totally Otherwise did by as... using Leon in it as well. Leon is like a straight up rip from the Frosty the Snowman stuff. Not yeah, they, the Snowman. they almost got in a lot of trouble I, uh, it's, with the Rankin Bass stuff. 
I saw the um I saw the credits and it says they got Leon from them specifically, so they might have like gotten away with that one. Yeah, they they almost got in trouble with that. Um, the principal photography began in on December second, two thousand two, and wrapped on March seventh, two thousand three. That's so pretty it took good. Place took place in New York as well, and as well as as in Vancouver, and at a Riverview Hospital. Actually, it was a Riverview. Um, it, it was a mental hospital actually, an abandoned one. <laughs> That's where they got the shots for the mailroom and the prison. Interesting. Yep. Uh, in British Columbia, the film makes heavy use of forced perspective to exaggerate the I size of. I commented body. about that in my notes. <coughs> Excuse me. Dead. I'm actually over the cough for once. Oh really? Interesting. I well, I, I could tell I, I would have been dying halfway through the first fucking one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the film uh, that makes heavy use of the forced perspective compared to all the other elves. Uh, stop motion animation was employed for certain sequences you could tell <laughs> cgi use was a uh, cgi usage was ex what well, expect to was kept to a minimum oh i am fucking i am <laughs> guys hey i i'm also like i'm no longer in class anymore i'm done so brain cells are dying kept it to a minimum due to favreau's own preference something that he would later note had to fight very hard for interesting um, <clears throat> Zoe Deschanel, uh, singing was not in the original script, and Favreau added it when he learned she was a singer. When Buddy started singing in the middle of Sandalan at Gimbal's, the lyrics were not scripted, and Will Ferrell improvised the song on the spot. It's a very Will Ferrell move. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to read up to just the, the next paragraph, and then I'm going to have you take over. I was going to say, you're reading a lot, Chief. <laughs> Am I in well, this episode? <laughs> Because a lot of the stuff that's in these in the first few paragraphs are things that I know were um, the th- things I know of. Mm-hmm. Apart from the snow, most of the computer-generated imagery (CGI) is in in this film was created by Rhythm and Hue Studios. Uh, Buddy's belch after drinking the two-liter bottle of Coke was real, as dubbed by voice actor. Maurice Maurice, LaMarche. Maurice, I know, I I know it was Maurice. I couldn't. I have a stuttering problem, guys. We're painfully aware. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you listen to any of these, yo, when he when he chugs that fucking coke, it is crazy. I'm sitting there like, what is? I mean, you could hear the hose like sucking it out in the corner of his mouth, but I was like, in character, I was like, damn, this is crazy. On the final day of shooting in New York, it was uh, New York City. It was just director John Favreau, Will Ferrell, and a cameraman driving around the city looking for locations to shoot. They would jump out and ask pedestrians if they would be willing to be extras for some extra cash. I'm not sure that's fully true because they, they said that yeah, we just fucking did some candid camera shit. Like with the guy who was dressed as um who, who Buddy thought was Santa, it was just a random who was just the old guy. man doing walking. Yeah. That was not like the, I don't think they told the guy w- w- what they were doing. Are you Santa? No, you're not. And he's running. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. You know, I, I, a lot of stuff. I think I I would believe that that they paid them, but I don't think. Um, I I don't think uh, I don't think it was fully true that they were aware of what was going on. 
Uh, w- um, <clears throat> while Will Ferrell paraded across acting like Buddy, much of the mon- uh, much of the montage where Buddy first arrives in New York City was filmed then, such as when he is getting his shoes shined and jumping between traffic. Yeah, also, dude. they were scared shitless going through the Lincoln Tunnel because they actually thought they were going to die. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Because, like, like because the, 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 the platform they were walking on that's all they had. Yeah, I bet. And they, they had, had to get a, nothing they, they else. They had to get like a dolly in there, <laughs> or or just a guy holding the camera. Yeah. All right, uh, now you can take over. Now that I'm done reading the stuff that I know of. There we go. So the scene where Buddy and the fake Santa fight was filmed in front of a green screen, and all the kids were put onto the green screen in editing. They were filmed separately from the fight scene. This was due to the fact that they had to be filmed in one take, and it was too dangerous having all these kids around. This is evident when Buddy is framed against the kids when he first sees the fake Santa. Near the end of the film, when Santa, Ed Eisner, is uh, showing Michael his nice list, all the people on Santa's list worked on the movie. Victoria Down uh, was on the list, Drew Davidson, Andreas Neiman, uh, Nathan Tyshore, and... um, Michael Hobbs, who was actually um, uh, in the book as something else, uh, it was just cool to see like all these people were just like in the list, and they had all these like things they wanted. I thought that was really funny, so I added that to the list. Nothing really to write home about. It's just like, oh, that's nice, you know. Oh my god, why is my microphone so fucking like testy today? Anyway, um, have fun editing, Zach. I hate you. <laughs> I so fucking hate you. <laughs> So, a Broadway musical based upon the film ran on Broadway during 2010's Christmas season. It was directed by Casey uh, Nishla, Nicola, um, with music by Matthew Schuyler, lyrics by Chad Baglin, and uh, a book by Bob Martin and Thomas Mahan. The music officially opened. The musical officially opened at the Al Hirschfeld Theater on November 10th, 2010, after previews um, from November 2nd. The cast included Sebastian. Arcelius, Amy Spanger, Beth Lavelle, Mark Jock- Jacoby, Matthew Gumley, Valerie Wright, Michael McCormick, uh, Michael Mandel, and George uh, Went. It ran all the way to January 2011, which is only like a two-month span. Then, uh, Buddy's Musical Christmas, an hour-long stop-motion animated music television special based on the film and musical, came out. Um, while Edward Eisner was the only cast member from the film to reprise his role, the uh, rest of the cast was included uh, James Parson, Mark Hamill, which is awesome, Katie Micucci, um, Rachel McFarlane, Max Charles, and Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, Hell <laughs> yeah. I want the book, Walter! Give me the book! Uh, it was produced by Warner Brothers Animation and first aired on November on NBC in December 16, 2014, and it features songs from the musical. That's cool. I might check that out. A video game? Wait, real? Oh, <laughs> only for the Game Boy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was like an action action platformer. It was like a side-scrolling platformer. Um, I was about to say, yeah, like, huh? A video game based on the film was released in November 2004 for the Game Boy Advance, developed by Humansoft, weird name, and published by Crave Entertainment. The game follows the same plot as the movie. Within the game, the player has to collect candies throughout each level while avoiding various objects and polar bears. The game received mixed to positive reviews by critics. It's just a... Yeah, polar bears in New York. Rawr. Rawr, polar bears. Uh, on December 18, 2013, Mental Floss reported that Favreau was interested in making a sequel to the film entitled Elf 2, Buddy Saves Christmas. 
later in December 2013, Farrell stated that he did not want to do this. <laughs> I don't blame him. I, I'm happy that I didn't go through with it. Yeah, there's actually um, an interview Farrell said that he was like, it would be really sad if a grown man tried to squeeze himself back into those tights. And I was like, don't be a dick. You'd look great in those. <laughs> Uh, in January 2016, Favreau stated that a sequel could still be happening. Next month, Farrell reiterated the sequel was unlikely and stated that he was generally reluctant to do sequels unless there was a story that justifies it. And on September 18th, 2020, James Kahn reaffirmed that the sequel was unlikely, stating that Farrell and Favreau didn't get along after the filming of the first one, which is crazy. Okay, so I want to touch upon one more thing for notes since I... Um... Uh, so allegedly, um, James Conn is a very hard person to work with mm-hmm. from, from what I, from what I've heard and, and what the doc stated. Um, then, so with the scene where, um, where he yells at Buddy after Peter Dinklage kicks his ass, mm-hmm. um, how, and how, um, since Favreau was like, Conn was like, how, how do you want me to go about this for this one? He goes. Favreau just whispers in his ear, "You're Sonny fucking Corleone." <laughs> That's funny. And that was it. And then James Con knew what he had to do for, 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 for to just to yell at Buddy. <laughs> that's awesome. That I okay. That's that's cool. And that's you. You kind of see it in that moment. Mm. And that, I like that. But I, I highly, I highly just just recommend the doc. It's fun. It's very interesting um, to to watch. You get to learn a lot more about the stuff that they went through. Yeah, I plan on watching of... it now that I watched Elf. And also, also like the the, the true like um, essence on why this film was created was because the writer lost his father, I think, around Christmas, mm-hmm. and he, he essentially just wanted uh, a Christmas a Christmas movie about a boy finding his father. That's sweet. Did you see the um, the Die Hard movie that made us yet? I have not yet. I kind of oh. wish they did throw that into the holiday movies. No, because to it's be honest. not. I mean, they also put Home Alone in there as well, and Home Alone's a holiday I, movie. But they I made know. that way before they planned on doing a holiday one, at least to my knowledge. So I was uh, definitely check out two. the Die Hard one. It's awesome. I, I was surprised they only did two. I think it's because they're for... gearing up for a season two of the movies that made us, so they didn't want to like blow their load and do another four. Takes a while to film well, no, documentaries. Like, you know, for, for the holiday movies, you you could have thrown Christmas story, a Christmas story, yeah. in and Christmas vacation. That would be also speaking of, I I also I watched that um, the biopic. Oh, you watched uh, a stupid and futile gesture. Yes. Yeah, how'd you like it? A lot of cocaine. <laughs> Dude, that was old Hollywood, man. Cocaine's everywhere. Look at Die Hard. That guy's just doing cocaine. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the plot of Elf. So, on Christmas Eve, a little baby boy at an orphanage crawls into Santa's sack and unwittingly taken back to the North Pole. When the child is discovered at the workshop, the elves name him Buddy based off the brand of diapers he's wearing, and Papa Elf adopts and raises him. Buddy grows up at the North Pole, believing he's an elf and accepted by the elf community. Due to this human size, though, he is unable to keep up with the other elves and demoted to the more demeaning jobs of toy testing, which I would be fine with. I'd be like, yeah, hey, let me play with him. I don't want to make these things. Fuck you. Soon, Buddy overhears that he's a human, and Papa Elf explains that Buddy was born to Walter Hobbs and Susan Wells and was given up for adoption. Susan subsequently died, probably of cancer, and Walter, who now works as a children's book publisher at the Empire State Building, um, 
New York City is unaware of Buddy's existence. To Buddy's horror, Santa reveals that Walter is on the naughty list due to his selfish and unscrupulous demeanor, but suggests Buddy could help redeem him. Buddy promptly then travels to New York and finds his father at work, but even after he mentions Susan Wal uh, Wells, Walter misinterprets him as a dysfunctional Christmas grand messenger and kicked him out of the premises. Inspired by a sarcastic remark from a security guard, Buddy heads to the local Gimbel's department store, where the manager, who's played by Faison Love, uh, ma <laughs> mistakes him for an employee. At the store's North Pole, he meets Jovi, an, un an unenthusiastic employee who's hot, who with whom he instantly is smitten with. After hearing that Santa will be at the store the following day, Buddy jubilantly decorates his North Pole overnight. When Buddy realizes the gimbal Santa is not the real Santa, he unmasks him and causes a wild tumult. That's a weird word. In the store and lands Buddy in jail. So, so Jesus funny. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Too bad. So, funny, funny side note as well. So, um, the manager of Gimbal's. It's supposed to be Wanda Sykes, I know. Yes, and if you look closely at his name tag, it still says Wanda. Mm -hmm. He said he wanted to keep it because he thought it was funny. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I love Facebook. Walter reluctantly then bails Buddy out of jail and takes him to a doctor for a DNA test. John Favreau! <laughs> which confirms that Buddy is, in fact, his long-lost son. The doctor convinces Walter to take Buddy home, meet his stepmother, Emily, and 12-year-old half-brother, Michael. Hell yeah. Believing that once he is faced with reality, he'll drop the whole elf thing False. and move on as a regular adult. Walter and Michael are put off by Buddy's strange behavior, but Emily insists that they care for him until he recovers. Michael eventually warms up to Buddy after Buddy defends him from a gang of bullies in a snowball fight, and Michael encourages Buddy to ask Jovi on a date. Which she accepts during the date, the two fall in love. Which is a weird, quick way to do that, because then they have a kid yeah. at the end, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Walter's company is in trouble after their most recent book fails to sell. The Pigeon and the Dog. Well, <laughs> which has two missing pages. Yep. But Walter's boss, uh, Flute... Fulton. Fulton, thank you. That's... That's I, a real I'm used name. To seeing that. Fulton's a I know, real I know, but I'm used to seeing that as, as a last name. Yeah. Like James Fulton. Fulton Greenway uh, lays down a hard deadline for Walter to have a new book ready by Christmas Eve. In desperation, Walter and his team secure a meeting with the best-selling children's author, Miles Finch. Peter Dinklage. Uh, but he interrupts the meeting to boast about his newfound love and mistakes Finch, who, ha who has dwarfism as it for an elf. Fuck. Not timeless. <laughs> Buddy um, unintentionally insults Finch and pesters him into losing his temper. And angered and insulted Finch attacks Buddy and walks out on Walter, who furiously snaps in anger at Buddy for running for ruining the meeting and harshly disowns him. Sonny Corleone. Heartbroken, Buddy leaves an apology leaves an apology note for Walter, Emily, and Michael on an exasketch. Uh, yeah, man. And wanders about the streets. Um, lamenting that he does not fit in anywhere. Low-key gonna jump off that bridge, though. I could, I could say lamenting. My brain fucking worked for there. <laughs> you could say weird. Every once in a while, you pull out, like, a fucking triple-digit word, and I'm like, you can't pronounce Bill, but you can pronounce that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Hey, man, it is what it is. It's funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read this, this, this last paragraph, and it's all Sounds you, buddy. Good. Um, on Christmas Eve, after finding Finch's notebook full of ideas, Walter and his team scramble to create a book to pitch. 
Um, a Walt, um, as Walter prepares to pitch the book for Greenway that evening, Michael, who found Buddy's note, arrives and informs Walter that Buddy is gone, realizing he was wrong and forces to choose between his job or his family. Walter quits his job and leaves with Michael to find Buddy. Imagine imagine if Michael brought the exosketch there, but he was running and shook it all. <laughs> Dad. Look, Dad, Buddy left the note. It's just a fucking blank exosketch. <laughs> that would be gold. <laughs> so, as Buddy wanders the streets, he watches Santa's sleigh crash in Central Park, attracting a huge crowd. Buddy tracks down Santa, who explains that his sleigh has lost its engine and cannot fly without it because of its lack of Christmas spirit. Buddy finds the engine and uh, reunites with Walter and Michael. Walter apologizes to Buddy and accepts him as his son. Buddy then takes them um, them to meet Santa, who proves himself by Michael showing him uh, what he truly wants for Christmas, which is a skateboard. Michael takes Santa's list and reason in front of television news cameras gathered outside to proving Santa is real. The Central Park Rangers, who have grudged against Santa for placing them on the naughty list, chase that sleigh as Buddy tries to reattach it to the engine. Jovi leads a crowd. Uh, they just sing. Uh, they sing Santa Claus is coming to town to help raise the spirits. And then it flies for the first time in years at full power. So By can next... we be... Go on. Can we put this into fact that the Central Park Rangers are the only ones who still believe in Santa? <laughs> Which I think is fucking funny. They're like, I put them on the naughty list, so they have a grudge against me, so they're all just trying to chase them down. <laughs> That's such a stupid, funny note to just put in there randomly. Yeah. So, uh, by the next Christmas, Walter starts his own publishing company with a book about Buddy's story that becomes a bestseller. Buddy and Jovi, now married, bring their newborn daughter Susie to visit Papa Elf. So she can believe in the magic of Christmas. Weird jump, but whatever. I guess they fell in love it, after it, one date, and then they bang, and then nine months later, baby. It probably was like a nice year after Well, it says everything. by next Christmas. Yeah. So it takes them about but, a year. But means she yeah, got I, pregnant three months after they met to have that kid so within I, a year. Um, I think like my first memory of this film was probably seeing it. She in had my sex school. with Buddy the Elf. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> so, but also, like, okay, um, also, so, so the book publishing, where, where Buddy is reading it to kids, they have fucking terrifying-looking stuffed Buddy the Elves. Oh, I didn't see those. <laughs> I will actually, I for once, I will actually follow my word. I will put one of them on the screen now. <laughs> Yo, Zach, buy me one. <laughs> no. <laughs> they gotta um, exist. No, I, 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 I love this movie. I, I cannot wait to hear your fucking notes. My notes are I fucking easily, great, dude. I need you to tell can, me which ones are fucking crazy. And then and then I can bash your fucking kneecaps in. Oh, I know. One I, note. I know which one you mean. <laughs> but hey, man, I'm not wrong. <laughs> fucking read your notes. I can kill you later. So my mid-movie notes, uh, first up, is gotta love that troll CGI. The They're explaining, like, what, um... What the el- like? Why elves are making Christmas presents? They said uh, elves are the best. Gnomes drank too much, and trolls weren't potty trained. But like the troll CGI is just so bad. Um, after that, they have a really, 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 really long opening credits that did not need to happen. So my note is: remember when movies had long opening credits? Ugh, I like it when they just open, and then you get like the title card, and then it's just like, okay, here's the movie now. Don't waste my time. Uh, next That's note. That's why the end credits are so much shorter. That's true. Uh, next note. This baby actor is making moves. <laughs> the fucking 
the baby just fucking like kicks out the thing. Like, I, I mean, I probably took like a million takes to get that baby to like do what they wanted, but like that baby knew it was up. Most babies in movies just fucking lay there like nothing. This baby was yeah. kicking and crawling and moving. I was like, damn, okay. Uh, next up is LMAO. The elves are taking shots. Uh, after they uh, successfully do Christmas, they're taking eggnog shots. I thought that was funny. Uh, look how big this motherfucker is when Will Ferrell finally grows up. Um, the movie has a lot of green screen and shots with Will Ferrell talking adjacent to the elves. Movie magic. So they can get the uh, perspective properly done. Um, why does Ming Ming look like Zack? <laughs> I don't know. Who is Ming Ming? Oh, wait. <laughs> That's Peter Billingsley, who played <laughs> <Ralphie>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Fucking hate you. <laughs> I was like, this guy looks so familiar. It looks like Zach. I didn't know it was a fucking Ralphie. <laughs> That's the fucking best. Oh, that's so good. I hate you. I hate you. Dude, so I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's just... I We mentioned it when we filmed A Christmas Story. Yeah, but that was like two weeks ago. God. I don't remember things from huh. two weeks ago. Why does he look like a... Zach? I don't know. <laughs> Probably because it's Zach in disguise. It's Zach if he was a movie actor. Fucking Peter Billingsley, <laughs> who played Ralphie. <laughs> who looks like Zach. The one you said who looks like me. <laughs> wow, that's fucking funny. <laughs> I did not know. Oh, man. <coughs> <coughs> oh. oh, you're killing me. All right, next note. Continue. Uh, this is when he's making the edge of sketches. He makes 85, which is a lot. And they're like, that's not an option face. <laughs> that's not a lot in elf culture, man. <laughs> they're just like, uh, you can see the oh, notes, God. and it's like, some of them made like 10,000, and Buddies is like 85. Will Ferrell has these big man hands. His he big matey clothes. Next note, that little shower is hilarious. Uh, Leon is the best and needs his own spinoff. He's just basically like Morgan Freeman if he was a snowman. Yeah. Aw, little elf dad make big sad. <laughs> God fucking Christ. I want that CGI bear. I still do. I love how Santa has magic and a flying sleigh, yet Buddy has to take an iceberg and then walk to New York. It's fucking great. Uh, I didn't know if this is in the notes, but a lot of the New York montage is mostly legit. Some extras were real, though. Um, Will Ferrell almost caused a bunch of accidents doing this as well. Yeah. Uh, next note, Amy Sedaris, hell yeah. She's the, uh, secretary. Yeah. He gets hit by a taxi, that's fucking gold. <laughs> He's just walking in the street, and all of a sudden the taxi comes out of nowhere and fucking hits him. I was not expecting that, that was hilarious. And then when they're on their date, um, she, they're like, and the yellow ones don't stop. I was like, that's fucking good. Um... I understand he's supposed to be a naive dude, but Buddy is probably 31. He shouldn't be this childish, regardless of being raised by elves, because some of them are seen drinking and they talk about having babies. 
just comes off a little weird. Uh, next note, phase on love. That's all I got to say. <laughs> when he showed up, I was like, hell yeah. Uh, Zoe as a blonde is off-putting. Uh, watch too much New Girl. She's still cute, though. Uh, Will Ferrell can actually sing, and it's funny that Buddy can't. Uh, the kid's impressions of the dad is great. He's like, hey, I got a lot of homework to do, and I'm getting behind on it. <laughs> it's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, Zoe can actually sing, another cool fun fact. <laughs> They're singing the date rape song. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people call it that, but it's, it's what it is. Really That's what song. it is. It's, it's, not. it's not. It's not drugging a drink date rape, but it's like, Hey, it's snowing outside. Come stay in my house. And she's like, no. And he's like, yes, though. Look at your lips. They look delicious. What the fuck? Anyway, <clears throat> if this um, if this wasn't a PG or PG-13 movie, we would have seen Jovi's Jingle Bells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They almost show them. I'm like, this is a kid's movie. I was like, she's naked. This is really weird. Um, yeah. Weird that a department store has showers, and then it's later clarified that there's a locker room. Still weird. Not really. I've, I mean, I've, I've never worked in New York City, so I don't know if that's actually true, but it's just weird that it's like, they got locker rooms with showers. Well, at my, at my dad's office here, even on Long Island, he they have showers at the offices. That's really weird. Not really, because I'd say it was like, God forbid that you um, kind of like you show up like a little bit late and then you can take a shower on your break. I mean, I guess this is a bit weird. I mean, it's convenient. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a little weird to me personally. Right. Uh, Faison is a fucking treasure. You sit on a throne of lies. I've heard that line a million times. There he is. The man himself, John fucking Favreau showing up as the doctor. Yeah. I love how absolute bat shit buddy. The elf is, and he carries syrup around. He's, um, next up, he's definitely going to make a book about Buddy. Called it. Uh, is Finch Peter Dinklage? Buddy's definitely going to call him an elf. Fucking knew it. I love the dink. <laughs> See, I... like, when, when I was seeing you type that, I was like, maybe you've seen it and you just forgot. Nah, I, I just recognized Peter Dinklage's voice. I was like, is this Peter Dinklage? No way. I didn't know he was in this movie. And then he shows up and I was like, yo. <laughs> I've seen clips of this movie. I know I've seen some bits. Um, and they have some really good, decent stunts in this. Like, they have with the dancing, with the throwing, with the getting hit by the car. They got some good stunts. Yeah. I made this note when he flips over the sled and lands in the uh, the sack. I was like, that's pretty good. Mm. So. I yeah, those are my notes. Just, you have two. I just have two. Zoe Deschanel is probably my first celebrity crush. I think I remember falling head over heels for her when I was a kid. Yeah, she's good looking. Like I said, and then the I eyes. can't believe this film came out in 2003. It's, it seemed like it's timeless. It, came out later. <laughs> it, it seemed like it came out later than I remembered. No, no, I got you. Yeah, I thought this movie was like a 2008 film because everybody knows Will Ferrell after he got really big, but this is actually the movie that made him really big. And also old school, can't forget old school. Yeah, I know. And I think Step Brothers came out around the same time too. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> Blue, you're my boy. We gotta watch old school, man. <laughs> I realize that now. Dude, that's my uh, that's my boss's ringtone at work. Whenever he gets a text, it's Blue, you're my boy. <laughs> he loves Will Ferrell, <laughs> but he was also a product of the Will Ferrell times, you know. Yeah. So let's move on to our review section. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Reviews. 
Yeah. So on Rotten Tomatoes, this film holds an approval rating of about 84% based on 194 reviews and an average rating of 7 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads, A movie full of yuletide cheer, Elf is a spirited, good-natured, family-friendly comedy, and it benefits greatly from Will Ferrell's funny and charming performance as one of Santa's biggest helpers. Emphasis on biggest. On Metacritic, it holds about a 64 out of 100 based on 39 critics, indicating generally favorable. Audience polled uh, by CinemaScore gave this an A- minus on an A-plus to F scale, which is a really high. Yeah. I love how each site gives it a different rating. Metacritic's like, it's a 6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, like, it's an 8. And then CinemaScore's like, it's a 9. It's like, okay, make up your mind. So, Zach, since you gave it a higher rating than me, you read us the good review. Feral is a hoot. Wait, sorry, it's good from David Assen of Newsweek. Feral is a hoot. So is much of this witty holiday family entertainment, which up until the end, when the true spirit of Christmas must be re- reaffirmed. Was that reaffirmed? Thank you. Um, happily favors slapstick over. Uh, Don't know that one. Trinkle. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go with that. Trinkle. Trinkle. All right, give us that bad review since you gave it about like a. I gave it a little bit less volume. than you. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't give it a bad review. I just gave it a less one than you. So, Bad by Scott Tobias of the AV Club. The cast rings laughs out of David Birnbaum's script as if it were a damp washcloth, but even then Fuck. having selling frenetic button pushing as Christmas spirit. It was this man's first fucking film. I don't know, man. This Cut guy, him a break. Scott Tobias seems like he had a grudge against Elf. That's all I'm saying. God... It's a little bit All weird. Right. Um, okay, since since our actually funny, funny enough, our reviews are in order of which that they're said. I don't even um, remember him saying the one you said, so you have to have to remind me of that scene when we get to your review. So my review is seven thrones of lies out of ten. Um, mine was after when he says, "Would you like to end up dead?" After he says, "You sit on a throne of lies." Uh huh. He goes like, "You smell like." beef and cheese <laughs> you don't smell like santa i don't remember that at all but that's hilarious but uh, but i gave it 8.5 you smell like beef and cheese out of 10 i can't believe our our uh, reviews are in the same scene <laughs> that's good Listen, hey i was like I, I was i i was set on that one i i just did, I, I was set on a certain scene but i thought that one is, is the best one because i actually was originally going to do throne of lies <laughs> But I'm like, nah, the beef and cheese is amazing. Beef and cheese. Alright, um, so that does it for the, uh, well, December 24th episode of Box Office Losers. Yeah, we have one more Christmassy thing. We decided to do it like we did it with Halloween. We decided to do an extra Christmas episode because, um, Christmas Eve and Christmas, because Christmas is on a Friday, which we'll be releasing our normally scheduled episode, which will be Die Hard. Fuck yeah. But we're going to release one on the 24th, which is today, which is when you guys are listening. It's cool that we're able to do some of this stuff because we have flexible schedules with what we're working with. So it's cool that we were able to put out two Halloween episodes and two Christmas episodes. It does give us a little hit in our views because people see two and they go, I'll wait. But it's cool that we get a lot of content coming out. So I like it. Yes, of course. And also, um, now that I am done with college up until the fall... So, oh, yeah. if we want to do bonus stuff, we could do bonus stuff. 
Oh yeah, I plan on moving out pretty soon. So once I get my own place, me and you can come. You can come over. We can just drink and watch movies, and then record the podcast. It'll and be actually have awesome. like a and actually have a, a camera studio set up for this one. Oh my god! Yeah, I know it'll be great. We'll have real YouTube videos. <laughs> All right. So All right, folks, Zachy boy, you. close us out. Thank you guys for watching. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers. For, uh, for any up-to-date news, for when the podcast gets released, for any I'm random a little, posters. Yeah, I've been getting a little bit lazy on the art, but i got to pump out a little bit more for the Christmassy stuff. I wasn't yes. really able to find that much like stuff for the Christmas movies we just watched, so hopefully I'll yeah, find a lot for these Yeah, there's not much two. to remember. They came out around a time where not many things Wait. were like, oh, hey, redone. Yeah. Some shit. Um, don't follow us on Twitter because that just is a cesspool that we can't seem to figure out. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe on Apple and wherever podcasts are found, leave a review and share with your friends. Apparently I'm Ming Ming the fucking elf. Yeah, dude. That's where you can find but, everyone. Um, That's where we can find you on Twitter. Ming Ming the fucking elf. <laughs> but no, uh, it's fucking but you, Ralphie. You follow... Ah, how great is that? Ah! But, uh, <laughs> so you guys want to follow me outside of this. You can follow me at Dark Shadow Zake. Literally everywhere. I am a contributor for the sports hit list. So, um, yeah. Uh, Hunter, where can they find you? You can find me at Scruffy Moose Man on most social medias. You can also find me every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. on Pound That Button, a PlayStation podcast, and every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. on Android's Amazing Podcast, which is a comic book podcast. And starting in 2021, because I fucking hate myself, I'm launching another podcast, and it's about Star Wars. More to come on that later. Why? I have so much because I have free time and I like podcasts. I like podcasts. I like talking to people about stuff. Okay. Sue me. Well, guys, (laughs) we thank you all for watching. If you're listening to this on Christmas Day, Merry Christmas. And, uh, yeah. And happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Peace. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead?